Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to this week's Squiggly Career Podcast. I am Helen. I am one of the co-founders of Amazing If, and I'm here with my other co-founder, Sarah. Hi, everyone. And this week, we are going to be talking about growth mindset, which is something that Sarah and I, I feel like we've actually talked about it probably every every podcast episode we've done, but we've never actually talked about it other than just sort of mentioning how much we love growth mindset. So this is the episode where we're going to talk about how you put growth mindset to work and we're going to cover what it is why it's important in squiggly careers and some of the moments that growth mindset really matters in your career Uh, but maybe before we get into all of that we should probably just tell you a little bit about what amazing if do and what the squiggly careers podcast is all about before we get into the detail so Sarah and I set up Amazing If about five years ago. We are rapidly approaching our fifth birthday. Um, hooray. Yeah, hooray. With a mission of helping people to develop the skills they need to succeed in a squiggly career. And a squiggly career is one that is full of lots of change, moving around different jobs within the company or even outside of different companies. It can feel a bit uncertain. It is it's full of opportunity, but it's full of opportunity if you've got the confidence and the skills to navigate it. If you haven't, sometimes it can feel a little bit scary and that your career is kind of in control of you. And we wanted to help people take back that control. And that's very much what we do. And this podcast is one way in which we do that. So it's a weekly podcast. We've covered topics like uh, networking, difficult conversations, grit, all kinds of things. Uh, values, values. Oh, yeah, that's been one of our most popular ones on the values one. So yeah, we and we take requests. That sounds like a DJ. Uh, we yeah, we take requests, <laughs> but we do. We listen to you on email. We listen to you on Instagram. We take your suggestions really seriously because this is we do this for you, our community. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. We'll give all you all the contact details at the end. Um, so I am going to hand over to Sarah a little bit to talk a bit about what growth mindset is. Well, I feel like growth mindset is actually something that I always knew existed. But then Carol Dweck, who's the the researcher who's kind of termed the concept, actually has given a name to something. So, you know, it's almost a relief when you read something and you think, oh, that's what that is. That's what I think growth mindset is. I think she's brilliant and probably been the most influential person that I've come across in terms of learning and development, a concept that I think everyone can apply. And when you understand it, it can really revolutionise yourself the teams you're in and loads of organizations like I think Microsoft which maybe you'll talk about later are actually adopting it now as part of their philosophy in terms of how they think about learning and development and actually Sainsbury's 
particularly in the last probably 18 months before I left, were really embracing growth mindset. So it's something that is definitely good to be on the front foot for both selfishly for your own career, but also um, it's good to be in the know for your organisations. And also, do you you know what I love about Carol Dweck? I was stalking her a little bit. So her book, the big book that she wrote in 2006, big in terms of it was popular, not it's a tomb, but it it was um, Mindset, the New Psychology of Success. And her talk, um, her TED talk was in 2014 on the power of believing that you can improve which has now got over 8 million views what I love about her is she's not that cool so um, she's <laughs> you know there are a lot poor, of poor Carol no I know but I think she's just really authentic you know there are quite a lot of like trendy theorists yeah. who have big Instagram followings and all that kind of stuff all of which is lovely and I follow them all and uh, like what they do but Carol Dweck is just like a really serious researcher she's proper hardcore she's academic proper, isn't she yeah, that's why absolutely. yeah and she's not trying to be anything else she's not actually trying to be some kind of uh, popular star she's just sort of publicizing her research um she's 71 i think this year and i just think is she yeah i know she looks really really good for that i know (laughs) and i just think i just think it's really it's quite nice to have these kind of different people who are contributing such important ideas and i just like the fact that she is just staunchly academic and just stays kind of in that box and has such amazing work well there you go (laughs) she's got a new fan yeah big fan new super fan (laughs) so let's describe the difference between growth and fixed mindset so people can just start to get a sense for what the two things are. And actually, I'll also describe them using an analogy, because I think this is one where it's a really helpful way of describing the two different things. So when I think of growth mindset, I always think of sponges and being spongy, because I think people who adopt a growth mindset are people who are spongy in terms of they always absorb everything, want to learn, believe that you can always learn, always get better through effort, um, dedication, taking time to learn and they're people who I suppose are really work in progress there's never a kind of finish or I'm done they don't set limits on themselves in terms of where they can get to and then as a result they achieve so much more so it's rather than saying I can't do that people who are very kind of growth mindset very spongy would say I can't do that yet Um, and actually my previous boss who um, learned about growth mindset probably after me like really got into this habit of uh-huh. if I ever if I ever like said something like oh you know I find that quite difficult she'd be like you find that quite difficult at the moment <laughs> <laughs> and she like really enjoyed like adding these like little bits of but it was a really good reminder so that's kind of growth mindset and then fixed mindset the the kind of image I was having in my head is kind of an immovable mountain made of really hard rock and when you're in fixed mindset mode you just think you are who you are there isn't much you can do about it. Your intelligence is very fixed. Your personality is very fixed. You have these fixed traits. And it's almost that thing of often, you know, people say, oh, people don't change or people can't change. It's almost like too late to change that person. These people don't like feedback. They find feedback very difficult and wouldn't see that as an opportunity to kind of learn or to grow. They would probably compare themselves unhelpfully to other people. And they'd also be, you, you often, when you're in fixed mindset, you're very protective. So you try to protect yourself you try to protect you know maybe how smart you want to be perceived as and and the thing I think that's so important with fixed and growth mindset to understand and the bit that I found most helpful is to understand that we all go in and out of fixed and growth mindset all of the time this is not choose which you are a sponge or a mountain and then that's what you are you're constantly going in and out depending on context and the situation that you find yourself in But the really important thing is that once you're conscious of this, you can spot yourself going into fixed mindset and bring yourself back out. 
And I think why that's important is because these mindsets have a significant influence on your career actually in, in the context of squiggly careers actually so squiggly careers lots and lots of change you are probably likely to do jobs in the future that aren't even here at the moment so if you've got a fixed mindset and you think what you know now is enough and you don't need to learn you don't need to be a work in progress you're not going to be a great fit for these jobs that don't exist yet where you're going to have to develop skills that you might not have yet for those roles and you need to you know learn and adapt constantly I think also um, fixed mindsets are people are they have an urgent to succeed they want it all now and that's you know when I talk about when I'm fixed sometimes I sometimes have that drive but ultimately squiggly careers are also quite long you know we're all going to be working for quite a long time it's not about instant success so the more you can put yourself in growth mindset and as cringy as it sounds the more that you can think about the learning and it being about the journey not just the destination that's all really true in terms of growth mindset actually what you learn along the way is more important than you know, getting to that end state which is what sometimes fixed mindset people can fixate on a little bit. And I think they've proved, haven't they, as well, that actually it's almost like, I think uh, Carol Dweck in her book uses the tortoise and the hare analogy, but and, and she kind of shows that actually people with growth mindset, they actually ultimately achieve more. Yeah. So those people end up doing better. And I was actually saying to Helen in our pre-podcast preparation um <laughs> chat <that> we <laughs> chat uh, yeah prep, prep slash chat um that i'm currently reading shoe dog which is the founder of nike um i think he's called phil knight which which is bad isn't it that it's just what happens when you read on you read on kindle you don't know someone's name but i think it's phil knight and reading the story of nike if you've not read that book i'd absolutely recommend it it's fascinating i think i just thought oh it's looks like a really brilliant cool sports brand that i've always loved and you know, getting your first Nike Air Maxes was just like the best thing ever. I never got any Nike Air Max, just um, Well, it, it was like the best day ever. And um, talk about growth mindset. He, it's really interesting. He wouldn't know that he's doing it, but there is an example after example of him in terms of how he built that company, of him just demonstrating growth mindset, always learning, always being work in progress. So um, if you're looking for a specific example of a brand that has been very successful and an individual and a group of individuals who wouldn't have known about this stuff, but just sort of lived and breathed this mentality and um, have a read of that book because it's it's just, I, I'm actually excited to know how it ends, which I find that weird. <laughs> you know, like, obviously, I, I kind of know how it ends, sort of, but um, I think I'm going into, like, part two and it's done by years and stuff, and I'm, I'm actually really intrigued because they have no, so many no challenges. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers, but um, as, a, as a kind of an accompaniment to looking at Caradirect's work, I'd really recommend it. So before we go on to the career moments when your mindset really matters, when it can really make a big difference for you at those kind of squiggly points, we thought we'd share our own experiences of when we are particularly spongy or when we're particularly rock-like or, you know, growth or fixed, just to reiterate the point that, you know, Sarah and I are, you know, we love this stuff. It's what we do <laughs> as much as we can do. And we talk about this all the time. And we are also fixed people. We, we are spongy. We are growth mindset people. But we also have moments when we're really fixed. And I think it's really important, as Sarah talked about earlier, that you kind of operate on this continuum. And we thought we'd talk a little bit about ours. So maybe if I go first. Okay, so in terms of growth mindset and how I set myself up for that, I have some, um, I don't know, habits, rituals, I don't know what you call it, but I journal every day. I'm quite a reflective person. So in the morning, I do a page of journal. I've got like a, is it moleskin or moleskine? Don't know. But you know, the moleskin oh, book. Oh, I would always said moleskin. 
Moleskine, Moleskine. Moleskine anyway, sounds um, posher. <laughs> I don't know. Whichever it is, let us know. But um, I have a, a page of that um, every morning. It's like an A4 page and I write down, I get up particularly early and I write down just my thoughts, where my head is, what I want to achieve, all kinds of stuff. I write down what I'm grateful for in that. So that for me is one way that I... Um, build a bit of reflection every day into it I tend not to do it at the weekend that's the only thing I have a bit of a break then I'm also particularly good at exploring new opportunities so for example new jobs I'm very open to I don't consider myself as defined by the industry I'm in or the particular job that I'm doing at the moment like I know some people who will when they're looking at new jobs they will literally just search for the job that they're doing at the moment and almost like limit the things they're looking for whereas I'm much more open to oh what what's a job that might be stretching or that I could learn more in and I kind of have that sponginess and just naturally within me particularly when I'm exploring new opportunities however I am quite fixed I can see myself being fixed when I'm under pressure so I almost close down so that could be um, time pressure I've got to get something done really quickly and when I'm fixed in that moment what that looks like is I don't invite other people's contribution so let's say I've got a project that has to be done by the end of the week and it's quite an important project to me for whatever reason I will just put my head down and think it's not that I think I could do it best, but I'll just shut other people out to get it done. And that's quite fixed because actually I could probably do, I I might be able to do it quicker with the help of other people. I would probably definitely be able to do it better. But any element of time pressure or like success pressure, if you will, that tends to put me into fixed mode where I, yeah, I, I kind of shut off other people's contributions. So it is very helpful for me to be aware of that because I can almost just take a deep breath and think, you know you need to sort of get into growth a little bit more and I can maybe ask a question of other people just almost force myself to accept some contribution um but that is quite hard for me that's definitely when I swing into fixed what about you well there's a really good infographic that we'll post as one of the links in terms of the resources after the podcast which summarizes when you're in fixed versus growth mindset how you respond to kind of five different areas. And I always find those really interesting to look at. So there's five areas are how you respond to challenges, obstacles, which sounds quite similar to challenges, to be honest, um, effort, kind of how you how you perceive putting in effort, criticism, and then the success of others. And I think for me, where I'm sort of most in growth mindset is often when there are challenges or obstacles, because I often find them quite interesting in terms of thinking about different ways of doing things, I like creating things and I like experimenting. So it naturally actually plays to my strengths um, and I love to learn. And so for me, it is brilliant that growth mindset exists because if intelligence (laughs) was fixed, I would be in a world of trouble. (laughs) Because people sometimes I think do assume certain people in certain jobs have, oh, you must have like a really high level of like IQ type intelligence. And I, I am pretty confident that my IQ intelligence wouldn't be that high. But I do think my growth mindset intelligence would be high. And that's because I do have a kind of strong desire to learn, to make things better, to make myself better, to make organisations better, teams better, to help individuals do better work. So that's often when I'm kind of at my most kind of growthy is an opportunity to kind of make something better. And again, there's a really good book that a guy called Adam Morgan wrote called Beautiful Constraints, which again is all about this idea of going, don't see constraints as a bad thing, just see them as an opportunity to do something different or to experiment. And I kind of really like that attitude and that that really appeals to me. So that's when I'm kind of very growthy. I can think of lots of examples of when I get quite (laughs) fixed. But one of my triggers is sometimes individuals who are very good at different things to me. 
And often when you get into quite a fixed mindset, you're sort of protecting yourself. So you feel threatened by other people. And so there are certain skill sets that some people have that are very far from my skill sets. And I think sometimes when I spend time with those people, I'll start to think, oh, you're absolutely brilliant at that. And I know that I'm not very good at it. And so I wouldn't say ask questions. I'd maybe almost like give up a bit too easily in terms of maybe even trying to understand because I'd be like, oh, okay, well, they're incredible at numbers or, you know, super commercial. They've got, you know, brilliant commercial acumen and that's not really my forte. So I kind of often will either give up too easily, I'll stop asking questions or I'll feel quite threatened by them and maybe put them on a bit of a pedestal, which again, doesn't lead to you doing your best work. And so I've really tried to, and I've been aware of that actually for a few years now, and really tried to, I guess, change my behaviour when I know those triggers happen. You know, so when you see yourself almost stopping asking questions or starting to kind of protect yourself a little bit because you think, oh, they're going to think I'm a real idiot, actually going, okay, well, let's ask that question. What's the worst thing that can happen? And I think that's a useful starting point for you if you're listening here and you think, actually, I'd quite like to get into this a little bit more. Just having a bit of reflect for yourself on when you are naturally in growth mindset and what your things that might push you into fixed. Just if you if you do no other action from the rest of this podcast and we're going to go through the moments that matter, we're going to give you some tips. But if you do nothing else, I think that is a, that's a really important thing for you to know about yourself in terms of how you respond just generally in situations, fixed versus growth. Um, so shall we move on to the, the yeah, moments? Um, so we've got four. We're going to go through each one. We've got when you start a new job, when you're a manager, when you need to have a difficult conversation and when you're under pressure on a project. And what we're going to do for each of them is just talk about when you're fixed in those situations, what that might look like and when you're growth. So hopefully some of these situations are relevant for you and you can take it away. But even if they're not, I think broadly, it's just useful to get some of the insights into what fixed and growth mindset looks like. So I'll go first then. So a career moment when mindset matters then is when you start a new job and you can be fixed mindset when you start a new job when you approach it with a I know what I'm doing here I've got this knowledge you're almost a bit know it all in that new job and that sometimes can come from like almost like a full sense of confidence like you're almost putting on an act of bravado of I know what I'm doing here and you don't want to be vulnerable and a bit that you don't know the business yet or the industry yet or the detail and so you put on this kind of front of, yeah, yeah, I know this. I've done this before. It's absolutely fine. But that's that's fixed mindset because you are defining yourself by what you know now and not sort of putting it out there that, yeah, you're a work in progress. Yeah, you don't know everything. And that's absolutely fine. Another way that you can be fixed when you start a new job is when you are looking for others for validation. And again, this applies generally in jobs, but specifically when you start a new job, people will be looking for a Am I doing a good job? Have I got this right? Am I meeting your expectations? None of which are really bad questions. I think I quite like the question around meeting expectations. The challenge is that where that's your sole source of validation. So I think where you are analysing it for yourself and thinking, am I making the impact I want to do? And you're also seeking some feedback about, am I meeting your expectations? That's more balanced. But it's just if your sense of success and positivity rests on just solely somebody saying yeah I've done a good job and you're constantly looking to them people often look to their manager a lot for that and then they get really disheartened if their manager doesn't give them feedback I see that all the time where people put so much weight on a manager's impression or perception of them that they get really caught up in that that's fixed mindset and because you're looking to other people for your validation all the time rather than having confidence in yourself 
and you're in growth when you start a new job when you ask lots of questions and you say things like I don't know the answer to that yet <laughs> so back to that yet point yeah uh, there's a really <laughs> really useful really, yet really important word to add in there but asking lots of questions what do you mean by that can you tell me can you help me to understand that I'm not aware of this process yet whatever the question is but just asking lots of questions rather than being like yeah I know I'm going to get onto it really really important growth mindset when you start a new job also seeking early feedback on your impact so a lot of people with um, a fixed mindset won't invite feedback this is different to that validation point because it's about getting kind of a breadth of feedback rather than maybe just looking to one point for um, one person particularly a manager validation but when you're starting a new job because you might be fearful of inviting criticism if you've got a fixed mindset it's much more growth mindset to you know in your first month ask five people about the impact that they've made we um, Sarah and I often use a, a really simple feedback mechanism what's working well and what would be even better if that is a very quick feedback tool that you can use in a new job very growth mindset and helps you to get some feedback and be really open to being work in progress and and developing yeah and I think that feedback point is hard because it depends what kind of culture you're in and I think if you're in a culture where you feel like no one else is asking for feedback you being the first one to do that can feel quite tough but you don't need to do it in a really formal way if there are not kind of systems in place it can just be through having a really informal conversation with someone after a meeting or after a bit of work that you've done say you know, what was the most useful thing about that piece of work? Is there kind of one thing you think I could do a bit better that would really help you if I did that on this project? You know, so you can make it very conversational. It doesn't need to feel really formal. But people who've got this brilliant kind of growth mindset do look for lots of different sources, I think, of feedback, regardless of kind of the cultural context I think they find themselves in. So should we move on to the next one, which is when you're a manager? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think when you're a manager, often you can actually get even more fixed because when you're elevated into kind of more senior positions, I do think, you know, the whole imposter syndrome thing sometimes kicks in and people try to sort of protect themselves or think they need to be perceived as being perfect. So I think you can be fixed in that way. You can also be fixed if people in your team maybe do things in a different way to the way that you do them. And almost kind of going, no, it's kind of my way or the highway, that kind of attitude, <laughs> which when it, you say it like that, it sounds like, oh, well, no one would ever do that. But I think we can probably all think of examples of where you basically end up sort of telling people to do things in exactly the way that you would have done things. And actually in that uh, Shoe Dog book, there's a really good quote from Phil Knight who talks about um, you should be really clear about what you need people to achieve, but, but give people complete freedom on how they do it. And yeah. that's a, I think that's a really growth mindset um, statement. So much so that I did my first ever Kindle highlight, which I got very excited about. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> I know, I was like, oh, this is, what, this is what's happened, this is what I've turned into. What um, are you going to do? You're going to look back at your one highlight? What, how? Well, I don't know, I just thought, oh, it's, I, really wanted, I wanted to remember it for the podcast, I was preparing. It's now yeah. highlighted on the podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think the other thing when you're a manager is to invite feedback is actually quite hard to do I do think um you get less and less feedback often the more senior you become so if you are given feedback and you then get defensive the likelihood is people are not going to give you any more feedback because they'll just think well they don't want it or they didn't respond particularly well so you know growth mindset is inviting that feedback fixed mindset is if when you do get feedback you get defensive it's really important I think when you get a feedback that you're very spongy that you take it you think about it, you reflect on it, even if it's really hard feedback to get um, yeah. and, and think about what you can take from it, what you can do differently. 
I got when I was at Microsoft, um, I got some feedback that I definitely got defensive about, but I got internally defensive because I kind of know this stuff. <laughs> I was a bit like, yeah, I do I that sometimes. I, I can't project my defensiveness. And for probably about, I don't know, two days, I was like, why did I get that feedback? Blah, 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 blah. And then I really, but externally, you wouldn't have known this is all kind of what was going on inside me. And then I kind of thought, actually, you really need to change tack on this. And I shortly after had a team meeting where I, I told the team that I got the feedback. It was an anonymous piece of feedback, so I don't know who put it on, but I told the team, look, I got this feedback. And I said, I understand why I got it. And this is kind of not not an excuse kind of way at all. I said, oh, yeah, I totally understand why I got that feedback. This is it was it was about where I'd spent my time actually to be really transparent. And um, somebody had said that I'd spent more time developing the team than I had understanding the business. That was a piece of feedback I'd got, um, yeah. and I got a bit defensive about that because I thought, well, that was my priority and that is what's important to me. But actually, it's true. It's totally true, and, and that's not necessarily right to everybody. And I just said to my team, I understand why I got that. It's correct. I'm gonna, I have found it really hard to get my head around this detail, and so I probably gravitated. And but. It took me it took me 48 hours to turn off the defensive <laughs> internal thing to be able yeah. to switch that into a growth mindset piece. It's very it's, you know not this stuff isn't always easy so just no. be honest. And I think as a manager when you're in real growth mindset is when you put success of your team and of all the people in your team almost ahead of your own so kind of that servant leadership sort of style of lead you know leading so you can see people who've a very kind of work in progress where they're as a leader they're prepared to be vulnerable you give people space in terms of the how like we just talked about you encourage and celebrate people to work in lots of different ways and actually it's about sort of team success rather than your individual success and you don't feel like you have to be the smartest person in the room just because you're the manager the really you know brilliant leaders you often hear people say quite a lot you know always hire people that are smarter than you and I just think like that's a brilliant tactic because essentially those people make you look really good you know yeah. you, you, that that's and, and actually you'll achieve loads more collectively but people don't do that if you're trying to protect yourself whereas I always just think oh I'd love to have amazing people they'll just be brilliant for everyone but also going back to those definitions earlier of fixed and growth mindset a fixed mindset the urgency of success is really important and I think when your other people's success is more important than your own it's almost a longer game that you're playing and so that's that you've got to be really growthy because you've got to give those people the space to achieve you've got to really understand that that will come back to you in some way but it doesn't come back as quickly as you may be doing it yourself and so I think yeah. that sometimes can be hard for people who've got fixed mindset to sort of let go of that control of their own success so the next one, which I don't even want to talk about because this is definitely um, something where I probably struggle the most, is when you need to have difficult conversations. So lots of people don't like having difficult conversations, don't like conflict, and you're in fixed mindset. And I say you're in, as in I'm in fixed mindset. So, I mean, the first thing that you do is avoid it. And, you know, I love a bit of avoiding. You know, I'll sort of, I, I, I can tell anyone kind of uh, in quite an insightful and theoretical way the right thing to do but then actually doing it if this is something that you find hard is really difficult so the first thing if you're definitely being fixed if you're not having the conversation because then you're avoiding you're protecting yourself you're not giving you or the people the opportunity to learn and then when you have the difficult conversation if you don't listen so if you just tell you know if you just like talk at someone because you're you don't want to do it in the first place and you don't actually listen then again, you're being quite fixed. So you, you do need to make sure you kind of ask questions and you do it in a way where you, you're almost encouraging challenge and open discussion of obstacles and actually seeing 
different points of view is a really positive thing rather than seeing it as a well no I just need my my way is right and I think that's also when sometimes when you over prepare so when you're really yeah uh, when that conversation's really difficult I've done this as well you write down I've literally written down the script sometimes for difficult conversations um we'll in the in the links for resources we'll put a link to the podcast that we did on difficult conversations mm-hmm. we talk about how to approach it but when you when you over prepare it's almost like you have the agenda of how you want the conversation to go and you're really fixed to that agenda yeah. and then it's almost you don't want to invite opinion because that will take you off topic and from the thing that you really want to say whereas actually you know, you're in growth mindset in, a, in the context of a difficult conversation when you are listening and you do consider their opinion and where they're coming from and the different options and actually you come to a solution together. That is a growth mindset approach to having a difficult conversation. Going through your pre-prepared agenda and not really inviting discussion is not and it's probably not yeah. going to help you to improve that relationship. And another classic fix thing on that, I think, is thinking that it's all going to get solved in one conversation. And that's quite a fixed mindset as well. It's like, I'm going to say these things. This is what the answer is going to be. And then we'll all be sorted. And again, having this work in progress attitude, I think, accepts the reality of thinking, okay, well, this might take time and a few conversations and a few different people and understanding it's a process, going back to kind of the analogy around the journey rather than the destination, I think is is really critical for this one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So the last one then, in terms of moments that matter for growth mindset, is um, when you're under pressure on a project. And I've talked about this one a little bit because this, for me, is a particular trigger for when I'm fixed. So you're fixed in this context when you don't invite new thinking or approaches because you're fixated on the outcome, which might be the delivery of the thing by a certain date or to a certain quality, whatever it is. That's definitely the one that I have. And you're also fixed when you're under pressure on a project when the problems that you might encounter like delays or quality issues or whatever are always somebody else's fault <laughs> and who knows that you know it might be other people involved in in that issue but really sort of blaming people or putting fault it doesn't really help you move forward but it's almost like you make excuses of oh we're late because of that person if that person had handled this on time it wouldn't have happened that's just not helpful it's really fixed and you know it's not taking your accountability for that situation it's not particularly helpful some very specific things that I've actually learned for myself to do with a project to help and be much more growth-like is to set up a team charter. 
so That's rather nice. than going i learned this actually i learned this at capital one and i'll be honest i haven't done it with every team because sometimes i just forget but it's always better when i do um capital one had a real project culture and we used to set teams up with team charters which would be where you'd get like the we call it a microsoft a v team a virtual team but you get a team together that are working on the initiative and as part of the kickoff you set a team charter which might cover how often do we want to meet are there any principles for engagement what behaviors do we want to do you you because so you agree that as a team and mm, it's quite nice. nice it's really nice a team almost takes ownership for the the culture and the way of working rather than you know you saying we're going to have a weekly meeting on a Monday. I'm going to do the agenda. I'm going to, maybe people don't might not want to do that. They might want to you know contribute their different way of doing it. So that's one thing to set up a team charter. The other thing, I guess that's almost like a pre thing to do, a post thing to do. That um, again, Learner Capital One was a lessons learn session, and we used to yeah. um, and I've done this again at Microsoft and at Virgin actually. Just take at the end of the project launch, whatever the thing is, you take kind of the categories of the project. So things like, I don't know, project management, team communication, stakeholder management, um, delivery, whatever are the appropriate categories. And you just divide. We, we used to do this on flip charts. So you get a big room get flip charts up have each of those topics at the top of a flip chart and then have what worked well at the top of the flip chart even better if and give everybody post-it notes and give them the opportunity to write down what worked well even better if against all those different categories and just spend an hour talking about it ideally try and think about okay well in that even better if that forms the basis of the kickoff for your next project so it almost has that action element but it's just a moment for listening and thinking about how you might want to approach things differently and not it not being all about you and they are things that I've definitely taken on board when I am part of teams or if I'm leading a team so that it's not all you know my agenda gotta get it done just in my single way of thinking about it yeah and I think they're both they're both really practical things I'm very good at the lessons learned second bit of the growth mindset I'm I'm always good at taking the time after any project to just ask everyone what did you all think and also I'm really mindful of if I've led that project or been in a leadership role to also share first what I thought so that people can kind of your role modeling I guess hopefully the right behaviors I've never done the team charter thing though and I think I can already imagine how that would be just really practically useful so should we do yeah sure I I was actually thinking my head oh I'm gonna do that (laughs) for this I started to get into quite action mode for my own job tomorrow (laughs) Um, shall we do our top tips just yes, as a quick, quick reminder of people? So I think top tip number one is just know your triggers, understand growth and fixed mindset. So read a bit about it, watch Ted video, look at the infographic. Once you start to understand the concepts, there are some really consistent themes. Know which are the things that will make you go into fixed mindset. And honestly, just by knowing those things, you'll spot yourself doing it either just after the fact or even sometimes during when you can kind of see it happening, those moments where you sort of float out of your body and go, okay, yeah, I'm being really fixed here. And it just means that you can change your behaviour and you will find that you will learn and progress so much more and, and, you know, really quickly just by this kind of change of attitudes. This is what's lovely, I think, about growth mindset is this this is all in your control. You know, we often talk about what you can control and what you can't control. This is all about you and what you can control and your attitude. So... Top tip number one, know your own triggers. Um, The second one is to get into a habit of exploring multiple strategies. So if you're in fixed mindset, you might just see one solution. So here's a problem, one solution, let's go and do it. More of a growth mindset is to look at, well, we could try it like this, or we could do it like this, or we could do it like this. So you just look at different options. So whenever you're faced with problems, try not to just come up with 
one solution, tick the box, done, get into that habit of multiple strategies. And the third top tip is try and pee a growth mindset role model. You might not have to call, you don't have to call yourself that if you don't want to. <laughs> um, but just be really honest about how often you go into fixed mindset and then share that with other people. Like, uh, you know, I will often, I talk a lot about growth mindset to people. I will try and make sure that I share probably more of the fixed mindset moments than I do the growth mindset moments, because I think you learn more from the fixed mindset moments. And if I can share that with other people and they know that, okay, well, I mean, Sarah is evangelical about this stuff and she still, (laughs) she still doesn't get it right all of the time. You know, I was just talking about how, you know, the difficult conversation won and how I still you know, work really, really hard on that and still don't get it right all the time because some of the stuff is really hard, then actually I hope that by people hearing that they think, okay, well then I'll try and role model and be, you know, it's, it's basically trying your best the whole time. You know, that's that's essentially having that kind of attitude. I actually heard someone say that about uh, parenting as like really good parenting advice. As long as you're trying your best, that's all that anyone can ask. And mm. I've decided that that's my <laughs> new... That's my new mantra for parenting, basically. So, I th- But I do think that is the thing. If you are constantly trying to be in growth mindset, that is something you can control and that's all you can do. But if you can share that with other people, it's really powerful. And also a build on that being the role model thing is um, thinking about your language a little bit. So yeah. when you're saying things like, oh, I can't do finances or, oh, I can't do operations or whatever it is, that's that's fixed. That's your kind of fixed mindset coming out in the words that you speak. And also think about a really positive one that we've talked quite a lot about on the podcast, that word yet. So try yeah. and use that word. I can't do that yet um, is, is kind, of a, 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 kind of just an addition to that that can help. So the last tip we've got for you as well is to take risks in the company of others. And really what we mean by that is growth mindset is all about trying different things, not doing everything brilliantly all the time. That's fine, learning about it. But in order to do that, you're going to have to make sure you don't always do the safe, easy options that you know you're going to do really well. So for us, for example, on Amazing If, we often try different things that we don't know are going to work. Our whole starting point was a risk, really. We didn't know if anyone would come to our first course. Um, We're doing online courses now hopefully that will be successful but we will we will take these risks together because it's okay if the worst outcome is that we learn learn something something. next time it's fine and it's all again it's all part of the journey so just think about what risks might you take that maybe you're avoiding at the moment because you don't want to be I don't know perceived as someone who's not successful all the time just have a kind of a bit of an honest reflection on that so resources then we'll post loads of resources because yeah. there are so many <laughs> there's one that I've, um, so we've we mentioned someone here lots of the with carol dweck i've also got a really nice one 10 tips and tricks for a growth mindset team which looks at um like who you collaborate with who you mentor for example that's quite a nice one with a team dynamic we've not talked about too much and another one that i'll post as well is about um Again, I didn't go into this because I'm far from an expert, but about neuroplasticity, which is basically the concept of your intellect isn't fixed. You can develop it. There are, whilst it's, you know, very formative in your early years as a child, even as an adult, you can develop your intelligence through neuroplasticity. So if you want to get into a bit deeper on the theory of that, there is a link for you. Um, and we'll put it all on the website on um, www.amazingif.com. When Ooh, this I've not read that. Live. I'm going to read that. After the night book, obviously, that's yeah. your the, the I know because because I, I actually need to know what's going to happen. I'll, I'll let you all know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like you know, it's going to work. It's, it's all going to work out. But it is, it is, it is really interesting. Um, right. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, we continue to 
absolutely love getting your feedback um talking about growth mindset so many of you take the time to get in touch with us to let us know you're enjoying it you know even that is absolutely fine if you just want to say you're enjoying it that makes us absolutely makes our day but also to give us ideas on things we could improve other areas that we could cover we really do do this podcast because we want it to be helpful practical give you actions that you can take so please do keep getting in touch if you have the time and you can spare the time reviews are super helpful for us so wherever you're listening whether it's on itunes or one of the other like overcast or wherever if you can review us that just means that we can keep doing it it makes it more shareable with everyone so uh, if you if you get the time to do that that would be fab and next week we're going to be talking about the impact of technology on work and we'll definitely be taking a positive slant so we'll be thinking about you know how technology helps us to work smarter better um you know enjoy what we do certainly i don't think amazing if would be here if it wasn't for lots of technology (laughs) that exists because helen and i don't ever live close together that's just apparently is never going to happen um sometimes it doesn't work for us we should we'll we'll do yeah uh, we'll do the the pros and the cons Um, (laughs) and i think uh it's something that actually i've spent more and more time thinking about technology because actually with almost the explosion of technology being applied to workplaces you almost now have so many different options that it can also become a bit overwhelming so within that i think it's such a relevant topic um for kind of squiggly careers and plus helen didn't you write your dissertation for your mba on ai and work I know, i'm doing a big i'm doing a big presentation right. this week yeah how artificial intelligence will change the future of management yeah all right well, there you go i mean that sounds like a podcast in its own right but we will um <laughs> we'll be back next week talking about that but in the meantime thanks for listening and we'll speak to you next week bye for now bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.